On today's show, we're going to talk to Amy, Keith, and Azalee Richardson. The Richardsons just got back from a three-week vacation to beautiful New Zealand. Stick around and hear all about the land of the long white cloud. Episode 3 starts now. Welcome to the Family Vacationer with Rob and Danny. Rob and Danny. The go-to podcast for families on the move. Hello, everyone. I'm Rob. And I'm Danny. And this is the Family Vacationer, Episode 3. On today's show, we're talking bucket list vacations. My good friends Keith, Amy, and Azalee Richardson recently returned from a three-week trip to New Zealand. I was so jealous booking this trip, but I was even more jealous when I got to see the pictures. You know, it sounds like an amazing trip. And, you know, I thought I'd start out with some fun facts about New Zealand. Sure. First of all, there are no venomous animals anywhere in New Zealand. I could live there with no snakes, honestly. Uh, rugby is the national sport. Mm-hmm. And the clearest lake in the world is Nelson's Blue Lake with a visibility up to 80 meters deep. Wellington is the southernmost capital city in the world. And there are nine sheep per each person, making it the highest sheep to person ratio in the world. That's bad. Oh, man. <laughs> You, you were waiting for me to finish <laughs> I, that. I was. Sentence. I couldn't help it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Sorry. We'll fix it in the edit. <laughs> New Zealand was the first country to grant women the right to vote all the way back in 1893. Wow. And no matter where you live in New Zealand, you're never more than 128 kilometers from the seaside. And all but one scene of the Lord of the Rings movies were shot in New Zealand. Nice. Are you a big Lord of the Rings fan, Dan? I like the movies. I'm not as big of a fan as my wife is. I've, she could probably quote them. So I've never actually watched. But evidently, these uh, movies are just one long Chamber of Commerce video for New Zealand. Exactly. <laughs> I, you know, it, it does make me want to go, though, because, you know, it's a beautiful country. Absolutely. Well, that's quite the collection of information there. I know Amy, Keith, and Azalee were incredibly active with touring while they were while they were there. Mm-hmm. Keith actually came away with a very special souvenir, which we'll talk about later. Well, let's bring in the Richardsons. Amy, Keith, and Azalee, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. So let's talk a little about what inspired the trip. Why New Zealand? Well, we picked New Zealand because I've been obsessed with red pandas since I was probably six or seven. And I was doing research trying to find the best red pen encounter in the world. And turns out it's at the Wellington Zoo. Mm. Um, after doing it, it definitely was. <laughs> now, tell, tell us about that encounter. What do you do? What's different about that one? Um, well, we got to go in. We spent about 30 minutes with the red pandas. We walked in. They had cut up grapes and pears. And we got to hold the fruit in our hands. And then the red panda would crawl across our lap. Um to eat it out of our hands. One so, of them just kind of sat there for a while. So I YouTubed it. These look like scary creatures. No, no. not at all. Okay. But like a little wolverine, you know, you're thinking <laughs> it's going to be nice. And then, no, no not so they're much. really friendly. Those right. were, yeah. And yeah, they their were. fur is um, kind of coarse, mm-hmm. but, you know, they were, um, they were really great to be able to just pet them, and yeah. they really love their fruit. They do. So the pictures that I saw, Amy and Azalee, I didn't see Keith. I was taking the photos. Okay, so you didn't actually participate in. The, no, I did. I mean, did? I, okay. I just tried to, oh, I, you know, held the fruit in my hand next to Asley, so it would stay in her lap the entire time because that was the point of this trip, right? Was to <laughs> let her pet the red panda. So that's that's a good topic. So your itinerary was jam packed. <laughs> from the, I was telling Danny earlier. So from the time you got off the plane from Los Angeles. You were moving. Was it, was, it, was it too much or did you feel like? 
No, I thought it was it was really good. So um, you're you're right. We landed in Auckland, and from the time we landed till our first excursion was two hours. Wow. Um, but you know, we we made it to the America's Cup uh, sailing thing, and then after that, we had something to eat, and then crashed before five o'clock. Um, yeah, before five o'clock, we were all sleeping <laughs> for twelve hours. What time zone? Is yeah, yeah. So that was five o'clock New Zealand time. Right. That was five. It's. 18, 16, 18 hours it's difference. one day and 16, 16 hours difference. So it would have been one in the morning, the night. Yeah, so I, there was a couple times that I, I was curious how y'all were doing, and I'm sitting there trying to do the math. I'm just like, I'm just yeah. going to text them, and they'll get it when they get it. Yeah, I did have a few people texting me in the middle of the night and day, and I want to answer so I'm like, I am asleep. Yeah. But the but the um, itinerary was really great, actually, because we um, were very busy. There was something going on pretty much every day, but there was enough like travel days and travel time built in that it was you know pretty chill too. But also, you know, you know, I think enough, Rob, that we are pretty just gung ho go people. Yes. we don't just sit around um, at our house very often. We're always <laughs> on, on move and busy. So for us, it worked fine. I mean, the days we had, we had two, two down days, three down days, three down days. Okay. So two of those days we went ahead and booked another full day of something to do. And then of course I uh, got this half sleep, which was 16 hours. So, well, they had three down days. Didn't you have an extra down day? Yeah, I did have one extra down day, so, yeah. and that was not necessarily fun. So what happened? And I would, uh, <laughs> so my take on it is, well, conveyor belt sushi is a neat-looking thing. <laughs> Probably not the best option because I don't know how long that sushi had been on the conveyor belt going around, and it just did not do me well. Perhaps they recycle. I don't know. Oh, wow. I don't know. Let's hope not. Well, okay, here's a, here's a question. Um, you know, I travel a lot, and I, I love teaching my students about cultural differences. And so what, what do you find were some of the major differences between the United States and New Zealand? Any surprises? We thought about this a good bit, and I think one of the things that was a big takeaway for us is that our culture compared to theirs, we're very disposable in everything that we do. You know, anytime you go out to eat or anything, kind of the assumption is that you want things, you know, for takeaway, as they would say, yes. or to go or something. And, and that is not the case there. Um, you know, even... Um, if you have disposable forks and that sort of stuff, it's made out of wood. Everything is is recyclable, and okay. um, you know, on our excursions, a lot of times we would stop and they would offer us tea, and it was in ceramic mugs that you know oh, they wow. would then you know put back in a Tupperware mm -hmm. and take back and wash somewhere. So I mean, there right. there wasn't that disposable mentality. Mm. Um, things are a lot slower there, uh, yeah. just in general. Like everybody just kind of takes their time with everything, and and. Everybody seems happy with that. Which is part of the reason why they don't need disposable, because they will just sit and have a cup, have of, a tea. cup of tea. <laughs> uh, nice. so people are also just a lot nicer to me. I mean, it's a very, like, they're all very welcoming, mm -hmm. I guess, and just really friendly, and they seem to care about the environment and mm -hmm. making sure their culture stays preserved, I guess, and, like, their native animals, they're trying to make sure that they stay around which is really that's a good thing. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was just yeah. talking uh, culturally, and you know, for for the nation as a whole, they were very conscious of the ecology that they lived in. 
um, and they made the effort to um, preserve it. Um, we went to one one particular thing we went to on our agenda was Zealandia, which I believe it was one square kilometer mm-hmm. that they had fenced off. <clears throat> Did you keep any um, non-native animals out of? They were trying. They have a a 500-year long-term vision, which that in itself wow. kind of speaks to the mentality um, of trying to to make this, um, you know, one square one square kilometer back to what it was originally would have been like before anyone moved there. And so, you know, th- those types of things to go in there and see that. And everybody that we came across had the same mentality of trying to take care of the country, trying to take care of the animals that are native to the country, trying to, um, you know, get rid of uh, animals that had been brought in and that were real evasive and, you know, killing off, you know, the, the native birds because uh, Birds was all they actually had. They had, you know, fowl, and then I think uh, they said like two types of bats. So those are the only mammals that were actually native to New Zealand was, you know, like two bats. We did some fun facts earlier about New Zealand, and we saw that there was no snake, so that alone made it it fun. The sheep, uh, we didn't know about the sheep ratio, did y'all? Yeah. Oh, my so gosh. <laughs> there's one, there's nine sheep to every one person. Uh, it's the highest not more. sheep I, to I'm person. You, there's so many sheep there. It was crazy. <laughs> that was another thing that was kind of different. I was not expecting there was that, because, um, you know, I know that, you know, in uh, Australia, there's, you know, a lot of sheep and stuff. Is you know, it was not my thought of that. But when New Zealand, I really wasn't expecting to see all the sheep and cattle that they have. Mm-hmm. And it's countrywide. You know, here, if you want to see cattle and sheep, you got to, you know, used to you see it a lot in Georgia. And now you don't as much. So right. you have to go somewhere else down in South Georgia and stuff. But, um, but they have cattle and sheep just everywhere. <laughs> there's not a house. There's a, a, a sheep or a cow somewhere. Hmm. I mean. Yeah. Or yeah. deer. They farm deer. They yes, do. Yeah, they do. They do raise yeah. deer in the same same way they do sheep and cattle. So what other unexpected things occurred on the trip? Like, you know, everybody has a perceived notion going in of what a country is and what it's not, but what surprised you about the about your visit? One thing that surprised me, you know, you always see pictures of New Zealand. You're like, oh, my gosh, it's so beautiful. But you try to keep your expectations low because you're like, all right, these were, you know, staged at the perfect time of day and all that kind of stuff. That's really not it. I mean, it really is that beautiful. Um, Anybody could take amazing pictures of New Zealand because every day, the whole time we were there, we saw something brand new and amazing, Mm. um, which I think was kind of unbelievable because even just driving from one place to another, you know, a lot of times we're so used to seeing suburb after suburb and you just go through, that's not the way it is. It's, it's a beautiful countryside and then you keep driving and it's a different vista that you're looking at. So back with the, the question about the culture um, of New Zealand, one thing that I think, I don't know if it's shocked for y'all or, you know, surprising to us, is how the uh, indigenous people, the Maoris, um, Maoris, Maoris, everybody said it a little bit different, so mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure. I'll say you, nobody's going to know any, any different if I say it the way I say it. So, um, But the way the cultures where the British had moved in and the indigenous people have just, um, you know, they've come together and they've, they've you know, meshed and, you know, they've, they're in harmony now, you know, and I know there's a lot of times I'm sure they weren't, you know, when they first got there. And doing the agenda as we had it, where we started in the north of the island and go up to the Bay of Isles to the uh, Waitangi Treaty Ground. 
it, it really set the stage because that um, you know really taught us a lot of history about New Zealand, and then that kind of helped us to understand what we were seeing and experiencing the rest of the trip. So it really was a good place to start. Did you find any, you know, anytime you go to another country, there, there are the do's and don'ts when interacting with people. Did you find anything that, you know, any things that you learned you should not do when interacting with people in New Zealand? Uh, you know, a lot of times there are those, oh, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to do that or say that, or, or was it fairly similar to us? Is fairly similar. Um, as Asley said, they were very friendly and they mm-hmm. actually seemed to truly care about, you know, each other and mm-hmm. never felt, oh, this is just some tourists, you know, or anything. Because some places you go to, that's yeah, kind of sure. the feel, you are like, oh, you mm-hmm. know, we know we're a tourist town, but we kind of wish we weren't. <laughs> but you never really got that feel there. Um so they, they wanted you to know about their culture and they were, Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And that was one of the greatest things to me in all of the excursions that we were able to do because most of the time there was a tour guide, even if you're on a coach that would just point out things as you were driving down the road. But then because we were there in the winter time, we had several days where it was just the three of us and our tour guide. And so we just got to talk for seven or eight hours to them about the culture and, you know, all kinds yeah. of different things. So it was really neat to be able to ask questions of, you know, how does retirement work here and how does healthcare mm-hmm. work here? And, you know, just stuff like that, that, you know, you wouldn't have gotten in by just touring around on your own. Right. So what was your favorite excursion that you guys did? You did so many. What, what was your favorite? Obviously, the red panda. Well, sure. That's, that's where it all started. So the let's, red panda. let's take out the red panda. I'm sorry. Let's take out the red panda. What were your what were the what was the other favorite? When we went and hiked on the glacier that was, in Mount Cook, those pictures that was were awesome. Really cool. Um, but I also loved Paihia, which was just one of the towns that we stopped at. And that's in and northern New Zealand. It's in the very, It's at the very north tip, and okay. we went to wrestle for a little while little bit and i just loved that little town it was just did like, you say you went to wrestle wrestle that's the name of the town oh okay. <laughs> she did not go to wrestle okay. well, <laughs> you said the red pandas were calm i'm just making sure <laughs> that that would be a different that would be a weird trip but yeah. hey yeah. or ever no w but, <laughs> that word yeah. no wrestle she come was back just with a, a belt that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a cute little town i mean i think it had like maybe 800 people living there um, it was really small. We just got to walk around, and they had, like, cute little shops, and they had a ch- really old church that I just found absolutely fascinating that you were able to walk around, and they were graves from, like, the 1800s. Oh, wow. Wow. That's awesome. Um, now, it, is, it, Russell is Russell. a nice little just kind of... Um, Bay Area town, but it was originally what they called the hellhole of the world. Of the, the Pacific. Pacific. Of the Pacific. Pacific. Of the I'm not sure about okay. this. I'm sorry. <laughs> so a lot of the a lot of the stories you hear and I guess the um you know, the takeaways of uh Pirates of the Caribbean perhaps, stuff like that. When you yeah. see these real places, that would have apparently been Russell according to what everybody said. Okay. And um hmm. it uh because it was kind of, you know, a lawless little town where they could do whatever and so the the native Maori people and the French and the British and everybody at the time had a lot of conflicts with the town and the town ended up getting burnt down by the by the uh some locals there apparently a couple times and uh so wow. It uh, is now a nice little, nice little just seaside town, quiet place. But cool. It wasn't it always was not quiet. Always. <laughs> yeah. 
We'll be right back after a short message from our sponsor, The Language Tutor. Stay with us. Hi, friends. Danny Evans here, and I want to tell you about The Language Tutor, your one-stop YouTube channel for learning languages. You ever wanted to learn Spanish or French or know someone that wants to learn English? Well, you can find great lessons for language learning on our channel, The Language Tutor. Just simply go to YouTube and type in The Language Tutor, and you'll find our channel there. Make sure you subscribe to the channel and click that notification bell so that you'll never miss any of our great lessons that come in every single week. I hope to see you on The Language Tutor. Well, what were, you, what were y'all's favorite excursions? I think one of my favorites was um, when we were in Rotorua and got to see all the uh, thermal activity. Mm. So there was the, the boiling mud and then... Now, did y'all get into any oh, of that? No, 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 that, no. That's very caustic and okay. <laughs> that would have oh, been okay. dangerous. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if it was like you know like a warm spring or... There, there You're were talking it would melt some. your skin kind of thing. Right, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, there, there were some that um, you could have gotten into. Okay. Like that they had... Um, a Polynesian spa where they like pipe the the warm springs into this place and you can you know rent your own spa and all that kind of stuff we didn't do that but when we were out and about it was a really neat day because it was kind of foggy and misty and so we got to see you know all this it it really felt like you were at a uh, amusement park or something almost because it was you know just so perfect with the fog and the bubbling mud and then we would go a little further and we got to see a geyser and we saw all these pools of water that, you know, would have a certain elements in them that turn them bright green or bright yellow or turquoise blue it's and arsenic and sulfur and yeah, that type of thing. So no, they're like, yeah, you don't, don't, don't get, get in, in these, yeah. but they're pretty to look at. So, so uh, the smell wouldn't, if it was sulfur, that, that it was rough. Been. It was okay. the whole town was kind of rough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I think our hotel and we were on the back side of the hotel. I think we were the closest to the, uh, like some of the sulfur, yeah. sulfur areas. Even in apparently. our room, oh, wow. you could pretty, smell was, the yeah. rotten egg smell. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. real rough. But it wasn't always like that everywhere you went, but you, you got used to it at, after about a half a day. <laughs> but it was neat because, you know, there were certain places in town that you would drive by and there was just always smoke coming up because yeah. of the, the warm yeah. springs and stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it was all just amazing. Uh, well, I mean, I, I don't you know like if I can Milford pick one Sound thing. A lot. I did like Milford Sound. I think that was a horrible experience for y'all too, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> yes, it was a horrible experience. It was pretty rough. Okay, there's a story here. Let's <laughs> I am, I am that person that just kind of likes adventure. If I see something, I want to go do it and whatever. So in Milford Sound, we're on a boat, you know, we're getting, and it's cold. It's winter time there. Hold on, hold on. We need to include the fact that we just drove four hours on a bus over a mountain to get there. Wait, a mountain or a mountain? A mountain. Okay. (laughs) Just want to clarify. Four hours on a bus. Yes, four hours on a bus. That was just, you drove through some beautiful landscape, and I, we saw so many waterfalls. It was just unbelievable. So when we finally get to Milford Sound, it's cold. It's raining a little bit. And then while we're on the bus, we're we're heading out. We're in the sound, and there's just these enormous waterfalls coming down. And so I was like, hey, hey you want to get you want to get close to the waterfall? You want to go touch a waterfall yeah, is so, what he said. <laughs> so the boat is heading into the waterfall. I'm like, hey, we need to go do this. You know, because it makes we, sense. We we had so. just had a really lovely lunch inside the catamaran, and you know we were warm and dry. So Keith was itching to do something yes. dangerous. Yes. 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 yes, and it, was, it wasn't dangerous though. 
um, because we, we were on a boat. We didn't like jump overboard. Um, we just they just pushed the Did boat. He try? They just pushed just, the front of the no, boat into the, the waterfall. Boat under the waterfall, and oh, it was yeah. just Very like. Fun. We got drenched. Oh, all right. Yeah. They were trying there to get no away escape. from it. And I was trying to just take photos of it the whole time. And they did. They got soaked. And so... F- I wasn't dressed to get soaked. That <laughs> okay. was the problem. Yes. So Otherwise, there was no advance warning? Okay. Like, no, not, you had no idea that you, they were dr- going to drive under the waterfall. No, no. They oh. said, come, you know, experience the waterfall, not come get soaked to your underwear. There was, there was no warning about that. And then there was no way to get back in the boat. And so, yeah, it was... And there was a really miserable. good way to dry off either. No, no. How else do you experience a waterfall <laughs> if you're not going to be kind of in the waterfall? They did say experience. I mean, I mean yeah, yes. that yeah. word in itself is. Um, anyway. So, but anyway, I really next... liked it. I, I stayed outside. I was very wet the entire time because, you know, but I was running around taking photos and, you know, in the rain and standing outside in the cold. And, and the so they're just standing on the side, glaring at you. Know, they were inside the whole, the whole inside, time. Inside, inside glaring at you. Yeah, okay. Just glaring at everyone. <laughs> but, um. For me, the worst part was that. All right. <laughs> Red pen that got a hold of you. <laughs> All right. So the worst part of that was that my feet got wet. I had, Mm -hmm. you know, boots that were supposed to keep me from getting wet and had the whole rest of the trip. And that was just, that was the miserable thing to me is that my feet got cold and wet and the rest of me would have been fine because another really great excursion was the same day of the Red Panda. The Zealandia thing that we went. The Zealandia trip. So it was the rainforest with the walls around it at night. It was raining. But yeah, I know we got soaked, but my feet didn't get wet. Right. So it Mine was... did. <laughs> <laughs> I thought my shoes were just ruined after that one, but they weren't. So that's that a miserable nice. feeling too, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I think the takeaway from this is be prepared for whatever situation you're going to find yourself in. And we did bring waterproof good. shoes. Mm-hmm. We did pretty good on that. That that was the only time that I was uncomfortable. Yeah. Apparently, Milford Sound is pretty common. I mean, it's pretty common for it to be you know raining and stuff there because you could get flights out of it, but they said very that very rarely are they able to actually get flights, helicopter rides, or anything out of it. So, which part of New Zealand is Milford Sound? Milford Sound is on the west coast of the South Island. Gotcha. Okay. It's kind of near the bottom, right? Or no? Yeah, yeah I think. Yes. Now, were y'all able to see the southern lights? No. 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 Mm-hmm. No, everything, all, all the magnetic, everything has to line up just right for that. But we did get to go stargazing. Yeah, that, oh, that, that might have been one of my, yeah, that's, that possibly was one of my, one of the things I really enjoyed because to be able to sit out there in this designated dark zone mm-hmm. and be able to look up and actually see the Milky Way itself. Yeah. You know, you're seeing the whole streak across the sky and you can also see, see the constellations and, you know, as they, you know, they cross over too. It's, you know, to say, hey, I saw the Southern Cross, you know, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, you know, see the Northern Lights, but I've also seen the Southern Cross at this point now. So that was, that was pretty fascinating. Okay, guys. So obviously this trip was a pretty significant investment. So what made it all worth it? Gosh. Besides the red panda. <laughs> <laughs> the red panda. Where it all began. Well, obviously the red panda. But besides that, um, I don't know. I mean, it was investment, not just money-wise, but we got to spend a lot of time together, mm-hmm. which wasn't something that we always get to do because they are working a lot. So it was really nice that we got to spend so much time together. For me personally, it was also 
a big investment in my faith because my faith grew a lot over the trip. Mm -hmm. Just getting to see everything that God had created in the world when I was at one point we were at the south point of the North Island and we were driving down the road and there were giant mountains on one side of us and there was the bluest ocean I've ever seen on the other side with a gray beach and nothing but ocean between us and Antarctica and it just Mm. blew me away Mm. and it also made me feel so small too though like in the scheme of things it was unbelievable what about for you guys I don't think you can put a monetary value on the types of memories that we were able to glean from a trip like this and not just, you know, spending time together because that was amazing, but also interacting with other people in, you know, from other cultures and other parts of the world and just becoming a little bit more in tune with what's happening elsewhere and it made me more mindful about you know where I fit in in the in the world culture, not just in the town I live in. As for, you know, investment. I think Asley hit on that a lot too, though, because we, tra- the three of us, I would say we travel a lot, and I don't just mean like we travel seeing the world. We travel for work a lot, sure. mm-hmm. so we actually don't typically have three weeks. That we are. I couldn't tell you the last time time we were all home for three weeks. (laughs) I mean, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's probably this, that three weeks we were in New Zealand. I don't, yeah, I don't know when the last time we actually had been together every night for three weeks straight. And Asley's about to leave for college. Yeah, she's she's heading off to college now. So, you know, investment wise, it was a, hey, Asley, we want to do, because we, it started a few years ago. We said, when you graduate, why don't we, you know, if you want to do something, let us know what you want to do. And so it started as a joke too. Let me just say, no, when I suggested it though, like it was a joke when I suggested going to see the red panda and then we just ran with it. So jokingly, where, where are you going to suggest that? Hawaii (laughs) or I want to see the Eiffel tower, the Paris. Okay. So the five of us are going to Paris. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We'll figure that out. Yeah. Well, that does lead into my next question. Like bucket list wise, you, where are you headed next? Like, what's the what's the next place that you want to visit? Paris for Asli, but what about for you two? Um, we're we're kind of hoping to just take a, a few weeks, maybe next couple of years, and go out west. Um, which we do want to actually want to take a few people and go and kind of make it make it a road trip thing. Sure. So I mean, all five of us can go, but you'll have to bring some your families with you and just <laughs> yeah. enjoy that. Um, you know, that's just something we're kind of pulling over right now, sure. you know, see, see what goes with that. Um, other than that, I have no idea what they want. I don't, I, I don't know. I just, I want to see other things. Um, you know, I, I would go back. I would like to go back to New Zealand because as amazing as this trip was, I feel like it just scratched the surface sure. and it was kind of like when we went, you know, to Hawaii a few years ago, now there's like another list of things that we want to make sure we go back and do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that every time we do a trip like this, it helps us to hone in on the things that we do know we enjoy um, so that, you know, we can put that on our list of things that we want to do and see, because I would love to go and um, do like Scotland and Ireland and things like that. My dad keeps telling me we need to go to Scotland. That's where my family's originally from. And so I think that would be cool to kind of go back and visit some way back roots. I, I, 
after going to New Zealand, especially the Northern Island, it was so green. I don't think it's something we mentioned, but it was just really green. Mm-hmm. And I am curious how's the, how that does compare to Ireland since we've not been there. I know it's supposed to be real green in Ireland, so I kind of would like to just go, you know, just go compare. That's all. We're sure, just going yeah. to do a right. comparison trip. Scientific, <laughs> just an excursion. Yeah, exactly. yep, right. yep. I have a hypothesis. I want to, you know, see if, if it anybody out. wants to back that financially, you know, <laughs> yeah. we'll we'll give them our research for so sure. So go ahead and give your GoFundMe page. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> So, Keith, you spent uh, the last couple of days of the trip in a really interesting manner. So, what kind of souvenir did you end up taking home? Okay, yes, yeah, the last. <laughs> so, I had. So, we had. Um, we Was had this t- planned, by the way? That's what I. Eh, not completely. <laughs> I am not. A, I'm, uh, yeah, not exactly. Um, I had, okay, so I was thinking, you know what would be kind of cool to do is get a tattoo while I'm here in New Zealand. So I would kind of been trying to email back and forth with this uh, Zealandia um, tattoo studio there in um, Queenstown. And so, you know, they're like, well, come by here, you know, come by this time when you can. And so we finally worked it out where it came by, and um, we talked about what I wanted. And so, yes, I got a half sleeve, the last day I was there by the time we got everything by the time we got everything uh, planned out how it was going to look and all that I think we started started put the needle to me around 3.30 p.m. and I just sat in the chair with uh, Partha just uh, doing what he does for 16 hours and uh, we finally finally finished (laughs) up at 8 o'clock and we didn't everything wasn't able to get everything color blocked in like we wanted, but ran out of time because we did have to catch a plane back to the U.S. So. Well, and then there's, you know, yeah. sleeping and no, eating. No, no, no. Um, there, was, there like... was no sleeping. Okay. So um, they dropped him off at the hotel. Yeah, yes, the the artist actually gave me a ride back to the hotel. So. <laughs> wow. Yes. Um, he, he got there in enough time to take a shower, finish packing, and we checked out of the hotel um, had some breakfast and then got on a plane. <laughs> oh but, but again, Rob, we are not people that just sit around and don't do anything. If I have some free time, I'm going to figure out a way to fill it. Yeah, so. most yeah. people just get a T-shirt or you know, like a I don't know, a necklace or something. You decide to get a half sleeve tattoo. Yes, I do have a hoodie too, though. Oh. <laughs> I got a t-shirt and a necklace. <laughs> See, thank you, Ashley. Amy's wearing her t-shirt. I am. Oh, yeah. You'll never lose that souvenir, though. No, good. I won't. I won't. Um, that was one thing, too, the, uh, at Zealandia, which I know we've mentioned it a few times. Um, just talking about itinerary kind of for a minute, but she has the T-shirt with a tour Tara on it. But to be able to see some of we saw a kiwi in the wild, which was pretty neat. You know, I think a lot of people think kiwis when they think of New Zealand. You know, the little the little bird. Yeah, they're not, not maybe really they're pretty. Too, they're not really pretty animals. I'd look one up. I, yeah, I was expecting not. some kind of regal no. looking. No. It looked like a little. I know, know puff what you, ball. Yeah, yeah, puffball. Thank you. Puffball yeah. with a really long beak. That's it. Yeah. That However, they technically have the, the shortest beak, right? Because their nostrils are at the end of the beak, and that's how they measure a beak bird's length. beak is from the nostrils to the tip of the beak. Okay, Dan, these are things they've taken more from their trip. I don't think I ever could tell you anything about any kind of indigenous animal of anywhere I've ever been, <laughs> including <laughs> Florida. Yeah. So, I've been to 20 I, countries and know nothing about beaks. <laughs> but that's another thing, too. That everybody, everybody we came across in New Zealand knew the country. 
And it made us realize that there's a lot of stuff we don't know, you know, about Georgia, right. you know, much less the U.S. It's like they're 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 giving us all kind of facts and figures. It's like I really thought I knew stuff about where I lived until you're you know you're explaining. You know, you're using a Latin word for the trees that are growing here. I'm, I'm, that's an oak Jeez. tree. I'm, you know, it's a white or red. You know, I, I have no idea what the Latin name of it is. You know, but they are. They, I mean, everybody there was like the ever that we came across. You know, and talked to. You know, was very aware of the country they lived in and you know, preserving it. And you absolutely, know. they they taught us so much. Um, oh, another thing that was really cool that we learned about. So, um, the tea tree plant. There is they, the indigenous name for it is the manuka plant. So they have two of them. They have the kanuka and the manuka. Kanuka and manuka, but the manuka is the one that I'm focusing on here with my story. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> um, bees are very important there, and so manuka honey is something that has become very popular worldwide for beauty treatments and. Um, Different things, because there are certain strains of the manuka honey, uh, the manuka plant, which is the tea tree plant, that actually has this special magical bacteria or something in it that will kill MRSA and all kinds of, you know, crazy stuff mm-hmm. that we can't, you know, yeah. get rid of. And so, but they can't figure out like which plants it is that has it. They just have to harvest the honey and then they test it to see if it has this magical power or oh, not. Okay. But, um, it, we were there in the north part of the North Island. That's the only place that that happens. Now, you can get Manuka honey that doesn't have that particular property, but they said that, um, you know, they're using it uh, in hospital situations and things like that to put on open wounds that nothing is helping and it will help to heal it. And it's, it's pretty crazy. Wow. It was just, it was really neat to learn that because mm. I had no yeah. idea. They're trying to use it on burn victims, too. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so um, speaking of the itinerary and the agenda we had, it was a lot of bus rides. So that's something that if someone does something like what we did to be prepared for, we also did try to see an entire country, North Island and South Island, right. mm-hmm. in three weeks. Right. Yeah. That's a lot to try to do. Right. Just, Honestly, you could take three weeks just for one yes. island. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so I, as Amy mentioned, it's kind of like scratching the surface. I think it's a good overview of the country as a whole. So now you know where you want to go back to. Yes, yes. and that does give us a point of, like, I want to go back and explore this area more. I want to explore this area more. There's a couple spots we didn't get to go. I want to go visit those. Because um, we did talk to a couple locals, and they're like, oh, did you go here? Did you go here? Did you go here? It's like, um, no. <laughs> so, it's but like, you went everywhere else. So. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. Oh, yeah, Everyone. we went places that some of the locals had never been. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. And, um, That's wow. in the country? I didn't. <laughs> yeah, one thing I think we could have possibly um, – Bypassed. Had we realized it was the um, so what's the name the, of that again? Waitomo Cave. Waitomo Cave. Yeah, the Waitomo um, Cave with the glowworms. Cave. Right. Um, at the time, it was really neat to you know go in the cave to see all those stalactites, stalagmites. You could do that. You know, you can go to Tennessee and do that a lot. Um, but the, you know the cave, the glowworms. You know, you could see them, and it was really neat. You know, seeing the, the glowworms above you. But then when we went to Zealandia. You, they're not just in caves. Glowworms are just they're all everywhere. they're all over the place. Mm, and when you wow. go, you know, going out to Zealandia and there may be other places. I'm sure there at night, if you you know were to take a night excursion out somewhere, they were just everywhere. They were just they were everywhere. everywhere. It was just you look to the trees and it was just like you know little, little stars little everywhere. It's kind of like but it was blue just, light. It was yes. so oh. cool. And it's not spooky. That's just, no, it's, it's fascinating. Really cool. It's fascinating. I mean, it's like on the. Like hangover riverbanks and stuff. Yeah, okay. So but it's not actually the worms themselves that glow. 
it's their saliva that actually is glowing. Yeah, now you're creeping me out. Yeah, now you're <laughs> because they're trying to catch stuff and, you know, yeah, that's, that's actually what it is. Glowing saliva. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yes. Hmm. So we did see, um, yeah, the, all the glow worms and the kiwi and the tuatara and the, the um, long fent eel and a lot of the native stuff. So it was really, really neat. It was yeah. cool. But there was no snakes or spiders or anything like that you had to worry about. No, um, no poison ivy either. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm, yeah. I'm digging and, that. And, I mean, with their sheep and their, their cattle, they didn't really have a lot of barns that they had to go into. No, they don't use barns. There's they just no, stay outside. They just roam? Yeah, there's, yeah. There's nothing to get them, so yeah. they don't have to protect them. Yeah, there's no wolves or you know coyotes oh. or anything. Wow. I mean, there's... You they just, don't really have many predators. No. Because they didn't start with any predators. So all the predators that are there, they've brought in. Or humans? Is yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Humans. Yeah. Yeah. Humans, stoats, possums. Stoats, possums. Yeah, the possums. So the possums um, no, not are... Not an opossum. Not an opossum. <laughs> just a pea possum. Um, <laughs> possums from... They're Australian possums. They're actually kind of cute. Um, their fur is incredibly really soft. soft. And so... You, you, you petted one? I, I petted uh, a pelt. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. Um, no, I did not pet one. But they they work together to have hunts to catch these things. And so because it's so soft, they turn it into clothing. So, um, But they're trying to get rid of them so that because they're um, predators to the kiwi. The kiwi bird does not fly. Most of their birds, because there were no predators, um, they, yes, the yeah, they um, evolved to where they, they are not flying birds. So. Or, the, or their nests are not in trees and stuff, so yeah. it's easy for you know these animals to get them. Um, they've already they've already had several of, of their birds go extinct, and so they're trying to oh, stop that. Oh wow, gosh. So wrapping this up, what are your big takeaways from this three week trip to New Zealand? Everybody needs to go. And part of the reason you need to go is because tourism is one of their biggest industries. And so that helps them to preserve their way of life. Go in the wintertime or towards the wintertime because apparently summer is really busy. Um, Do not go at Chinese New Year. Yeah, they said February is Chinese New Year and there's just just tons of people that are there and and especially in the real touristy towns. Do you want to give a shout out to the tattoo parlor that you... Um, yeah, Zealandia. They did a great job. Yeah, <laughs> that was the name of the tattoo parlor. Yeah, Zealandia. What's Not Zealandia. Z- sorry, Zealandia was the <laughs> enclosure I keep talking about. Zealand tattoo. Zealand. Yeah, okay. Zealand in yeah. Queenstown. And, and a huge shout out to a certain Rob Jones who helped yes. us to plan this trip because without yeah. you, we would have never been able to put all this together. It was absolutely amazing, Rob. Thank you. Yeah, so that's yeah. another thing we learned is to make sure you have a good travel agent, agent to help you with. Well, I'm glad you got that. <laughs> and then fun. don't go in with expectations. Like, because if you go in like expecting it to be a certain way, then you're more likely to be disappointed. But if you just go in expecting it to be beautiful no matter what, then you're more likely to just be amazed by what you're seeing. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you. So if you're ready to plan your trip of a lifetime, I'd love to help you out. Go to www.thefamilyvacationer.live and fill out the travel questionnaire. And let's get started planning your vacation today. That's it for today's show. For our next show, Rob will be on location in Orlando to talk Universal Studios. Lots of excitement there with the announcement of a fourth park, Epic Universe. Come back for that one. Till next time. Thank you for listening to the Family Vacationer. Make sure and subscribe to hear more of Rob and Danny.